Thursday. Well, I think the clapping's probably a little more. Could you do it a couple more times? Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Thursday, January 11th, on we go. Julie Bach, Max Foyze. We're all here, so good. it's a good start. Um, I'm a little worried. Well, good morning, guys. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm worried about the weather. Everybody's talking about the weather. It's beautiful outside. I know, but... It's a coming. And I thought, oh, everybody's talking about the weather. They always do this. But this morning, you know, my wife turns on the TV and then leaves while I'm in bed. And Al Roker looked visibly nervous this morning. I noticed that. And when Al Roker gets nervous, I get nervous. I, what's wrong with me? And yes, make your joke. Oh, uh, I have a list here. Oh, we don't yeah, have that kind of time. Yep. The show's over at three. Right, you guys done? Okay. What's wrong with me that I've never had weather anxiety? I grew up in a place either. that has hurricanes and ple- people would prep and everything, and I, I couldn't be bothered. Well, and in so, so when people many other out, avenues, you're a mess. So Possibly, but I've never, I've never been able to get worked up about a storm coming in. I know, and I, my husband is like I call her. Do- I call him Doppler Jeff. I mean, the guy is on the weather all the time. Who's Jeff? And so, my oh, Crusher, excuse me. And my brother-in-law down in Alabama too. He's like, yeah, I'm looking at this. You guys are really going to be in for it. But like, next- why? Like, I mean, what, it's what like, good does it? Do? I don't know. And it's the a, older they get, the worse it gets. We get weather forecasts, impromptu weather forecasts. I, I don't. I don't get it. I'm if sorry. I had to guess, I, Max, I would say. You brought along your Floridian attitude because that's you just grew up with rays of sunshine. There you go. That Maybe could be it. My know. Aunt Julie was the same way, the, the one that passed away last spring. She was r- r- wild over the weather, and Dave Murray used to really work her up. And Oh, my gosh. If it was, we were going to get some snow. I mean, it was like, look out. We didn't know what to do with ourselves. <laughs> well, the one thing I know for sure, it's it's going to be... Really, really cold soon for a long time. Not excited about that. That makes my bones hurt. So because I was, I'm a, I'm a little more sensitive to the weather right now because everybody's talking about it. Um, I found a couple of things today that I didn't realize or is a reminder that most people should have. Just like yesterday, when we said it's illegal to start your car and not stay in it for more than three minutes. You should have like a bug out bag in your car, right? Yeah, that too. Um, so I, it's been a while since we've had big snow, but you see the cars that are stuck on the side of the road in the snow. And some of them have orange stickers on them or some of them have yellow caution tape around them. And I never really gave it much thought, but in an article I read today uh, with the Highway Patrol, they say they put those on the vehicles to let everybody else know they checked out the car and there's nobody in there freezing to death. I didn't know that. I didn't either. So, you know, don't be alarmed if you see a car on the side of the road that's got uh, the sticker or the tape, it means it's been checked out. So there's one. I thought it was like a punishment yeah. as a car owner is what I assumed. Yeah, like a t- It was like, now you got to try to get this sticker off your car and yeah. it's going to ruin the paint job. And the only one other thing, this is more of a reminder, and I'm sure 
people know, to bring your pets in in this cold weather. But there's actually an ordinance in the city that it is against the law to leave your pets outside when it's 32 degrees or lower. Against the law. As it should be. We had somebody that lived across the street from us that had these two beautiful labs. This is many years ago, not where we live now. And it was so cold, like these kind of temperatures that we're getting ready to endure here, where, you know, tomorrow we're high of 46, but then over the weekend our high is like 8. I mean, it's going to be crazy. And we came home after one of those Tony La Russa ARF charity events, and the dog was outside. And I finally, I was like, we either have to take the dog and put it in our house or we have to go to their door at like midnight and say, you have to put your dog inside. I mean, it's just so sad. You should do that, but I wouldn't have the nerve to do that. But I couldn't sit there with a good conscience and go to bed knowing that this dog is, you know, 10 feet from my driveway shivering and could die. They could die from that. There was a list of things online of, of places to call, and I only copied the top one, and that's the Humane Society. You call them, and they'll tend to it. Um, six four seven forty four hundred. By the way, three one four six four seven forty four hundred. That's the Humane Society, and against it's against the laws of nature as well as against the law. Law. I would just steal the dog, but that's probably not a good a good answer. Steal the dog. All right, Judge. No. Yes. Oh. Okay. How about that? Am I mean, I... temporarily, I would borrow the dog just to warm it no, up. He's saying, "Is it abandoned?" I know. What would you do? Would you ever do that with somebody else's dog, or would you just call the authorities? We actually had that scenario happen to us in an apartment that we lived in many, many, many years ago. There was an outdoor cat that uh, the family were not taking care of, and it got very, very cold. So we had a stairwell, and we would bring in the cat to our stairwell, and we could put up a little bed for it and fed it and everything. And some we, milk. Yeah. And we eventually found another caretaker for that cat. But what if it was a dog? I know you lean to the feline breeds. I do. If it was a dog, would you do the same thing or you'd be like, eh, that's up to somebody else. Like, eh, that's somebody else. You don't have enough Wait, fur, dude. I'm like, here's you know. one for you. What if it was a human? Yeah, I can't be bothered. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. Same. All right. Nasty. Just wondering. No, they're, they're not cute. They have a bit more wherewithal to possibly help themselves than a dog or a cat. And they're not cute and fuzzy. Um, Some okay. are. So uh, the Provel um, celebration continues. Provel cheese, 60 years old, and they're fighting the good fight in Jefferson City, trying to get it made the official state cheese. This is essential so we can move forward as a state and as a country. And Adam Schwarnden, who is, I don't think I got that right. See, I, I don't know that name. It's we, I think it's like a squadron. Okay. Yeah. So if you look at how it's me off. There, Schwadron. Yeah, Schwadron. Schwadron. So Representative Adam, Adam yes. Schwadron uh, from St. Charles is trying to get that done. And there's a bill actually kicking around in the Capitol to make it our state cheese. Uh, we'll talk to him about how the good fight's going and offer, obviously, any support we can. Brendan Weiss is going to talk sports. Uh, not a surprise, but kind of a surprise. Bill Belichick 
with all the records is the, you know, with the most wins and this and this. And thanks for your time. Here's a watch. Let him go yesterday. We kind of, that was on the bingo card for 2024. Yeah. Yeah. But now that it's actually happened, it's like, wow, you really can achieve everything in life and still end up out in the cold. Yeah, but he's going to be out in the cold for about two hours because there's plenty of teams who want to snatch him up. He does still want to coach. A lot of head coach openings, actually. Maybe he's going to go to the Seahawks. It'd be good timing, yeah. And Pete Carroll, that's so surprising. The uh, Falcons Bre- definitely want him. Brendan's going to be here later. He can help sort. Pete Carroll was weeping about his love for his wife. It was really touching. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the press conference. I but didn't. He was. That's where he got choked up when he was talking about his. He said his angel on earth, his wife, and how much she has done. Aww. And he and he said this is worth crying for. I mean, it was it was really touching. I'm going to go back and watch that. I'm very emotional now. Uh, Marshall Brain's coming up, too, and um, he was uh, under the weather but is better and now stepping up to the plate, so we're thrilled to have him back. Um, That's coming up, and there you go. I think I've covered everything except for accounting for our time. Jules, give it up. Your nails look fabulous today. Thank you. that was an impromptu decision, and, and my my friend Jennifer Coppolo, who listens to the show a lot, she's probably going to kill me later, but Shout I will still see you this evening, yeah. um, About and we'll talk about my nails then, but I did took a risk, did something weird, and I, anyway, no one cares about that, but I did watch some of the debate, and it was almost unwatchable. There's something about a man, any man... Standing there with a woman, a very strong, brilliant woman, somebody that is very well accomplished in, in Nikki Haley, for this guy to be just shredding her. It's just there's no winning there. It just when you and I feel like she won the debate if somebody had to be a winner out of the two of them. But when he was just insulting her and going after her, he just looked even smaller than what he is. Even with the heels? Even with the heel boots on. And then I watched a little bit of the Trump thing, and I thought that that was fascinating. The town hall. Did you, anybody watch? Am I the only one to watch any of this? Yeah. Well, I just thought it was really, I don't know. I I think it's important that we watch what's going on. Politicians of Washington, D.C. Well, I know, but on all over it is. And Nikki Haley was not an adult either, going, Ron's a big liar. You're going to find out all his lies. He's a liar. I mean, it was like kids fighting in a playground. I, I I read the transcripts, and there were some very wow. juvenile things thrown at each other. Yeah. I was like, come on, guys. And, you know, a lot of going against Trump, which probably the most effective thing they could do, along with here's what I'm going to do when I'm in the big house. Which is all pretend because yeah. they're not going to. You know what's funny is that Trump said last night that he he knew he knows who his cohort is going to be in this next election. He already knows. Yeah, who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's that woman from Arizona. I think it's that Caputa clairvoyant from ah. Jersey. I figured he just made that up. 
Really? Oh, yeah. I figured he just, because who, who, can, who can ever call him on it? Let's get back to accounting for your time. That was my time. Ta- having that, a political talk. I'm not having a political talk. I'm just saying that accounts for my time. Did, I was, you, did you do the nails while you were watching I, that? No. I was I was watching that, and I, um, I I really enjoyed it. And then I tapped out and went and watched The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Was just it a little much bit different? Of it. it really was the same vibe. Yeah. Any more word on Andy's uh, identity theft? No. Uh-uh. Well, not identity theft, but they stole a bunch of money. 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 From him. And uh, he's, you're not getting it back. When it's been wired, you're done. Yeah. Well, for Andy Cohen, I think he'll make it. I know, but nobody wants to have $90,000 stolen from no, them. No, not at all. Not at all. Maxie, what's up? Uh, well, I was a little confused yesterday getting a text message, I believe, from Julie about stay-at-home girlfriend. And I didn't <laughs> know what that was. And I thought, well, it must be something for the show, so maybe I can ask her about it. I meant to ask off the air, actually, but we can talk about that. The last couple of days, I've just been... Uh, I can't even say helping Oscar with homework because I don't understand it, but he's been working very, very hard on this quiz. And we get announcements and messages from the teachers sometimes. And we got one from one of Oscar's teachers that says, uh, Oscar, great job on yesterday's Latin quiz. You earned a perfect score. And he's been working really hard on that. I don't know a lick of Latin, but he's been working hard on it. And so we're really happy about that. But That's, for him. All the notes I got from school were like, can you come up here for a meeting? So-and-so's talking someone or, uh, talking too much in class or whatever it so, might oh, be. Yeah. What was stay-at-home girlfriend? Oh, stay-at-home girlfriend. Yeah, I got that too. Yeah, yeah I sent yeah. that to you guys because when I come across something on the internet or watching TV, I like to send it out to the two of you because otherwise I will forget because keep our antennas are up. All the time that this is a new TikTok trend where these girls, these young ladies, are quote stay-at-home girlfriends, and they'll get the guys, you know, uh, Stanley Cup ready for them in the morning with some coffee in there. What does stay-at-home? I don't understand. It means what you it don't means. work and you just you don't have children or anything. You're okay. just somebody that stays home and stays in shape and keeps the house nice. And like a live-in girlfriend. A live-in girlfriend, but she doesn't have to do anything. Like, she doesn't have to work. So she's just a girlfriend. As a guy, why would you want a woman who you'd have to pay for everything? But you, because time? you don't have to. I don't know. If she's willing to not make it legal, you know, maybe. I'm not following. I'm sorry. Do you, do you get it? A stay-at-home girlfriend? Yeah, if you're a single but I'm going young guy. places I probably shouldn't. I feel like that's just a freeloader at that point. Yeah, like slacker is what. Yeah, but everybody, I think, gets what they want out of the relationship. In other words, and I'm not condoning this or saying this is awesome. I I don't think it's awesome. I just thought it was really interesting that this next generation of people that there are folks out there that do think this is great. I just am letting people know. There's strange. It's a PSA out there on the internet. I I printed out a story about. The latest trend of teenager, teenagers when they take family photos, and it's always such a pain to get your kid to get it's the awful. photos. They're putting their hand over their face. Yeah, I now, gave up. And now it's a thing. Uh-huh. Any hoodles? Well, kind of like Max, yesterday I was talking to John about school, and yet they have to write a report about someone famous. Um and they gave him a list of suggestions from music, from politics, from different walks. And he picked Ray Charles. 
Oh, cool. And uh, I was really proud of him for that. Because other than watching the movie Ray, he didn't really have a lot of exposure to that. Except for Kanye sampled one of his songs. I think, well, what about the music, though, in your house? I feel like you listen to all different kinds of genres of music and probably would be exposed at some point. Yeah. And he's got a record player in his room, but most of the stuff he's bought is hip-hop. I thought they were in the country. And now he's in the country, right. Um, so I was kind of proud of him going that direction. And in the kitchen... Because uh, dinner landed on me last night, which is fine. I love doing the cooking. But mom sends me the recipes. Will you make this for dinner? Will you make this for dinner? So do you go to the store every day? No. She buys the ingredients ahead of time and they're in the fridge. Uh, it was an Instapot recipe. And we've had one for a while. I've never used it. I can't figure it out. It was I... terrifying. Yeah. You know, and you have to saute something first, then you put the lid on, then you push the button, and then you got to hit the steam thing before you. But I made a, a beef and pepper Asian dish, and it was delicious. So I think it's going to be my friend. I'm going to embrace that. I think there are a lot of YouTube videos out there that you can watch that will help uh, with, with the Instapot, because it is intimidating for some of us that don't really know our way around the kitchen. But then I have a lot of people that do that and tell me it would be a game changer for you, somebody that doesn't cook. Is it hard to clean the Instapot? No, you just take the pot out and it's just a silver pot, you know, that you have to take out the the frame of it doesn't get food on it. I've got a couple Foreman grills. I've got a waffle iron still in the box from our wedding that we've taken <laughs> out a couple of times. I just don't feel like I need to go buy another giant thing. You know, we got one in my a, kitchen a couple of years ago, and it replaced like four different things that we had, for like pressure cookers and what have you. So we got rid of all of that clutter, and we just have the Instapot. We use it for stews and chili. It's really easy. Um, you know, it's a lot of set it and forget it. Like Cardi said, cl- cl- clean up is nothing. Um, it's it's really great. Okay, well maybe I'll have to take a chance. Yeah, hmm. and I do like my kitchen toys, so I don't know why I'm intimidated by this. People are chiming in about the stay-at-home girlfriend. Yeah, I guess um, it's a thing, but I'm kind of with Max. It's like, well, I would call that a freeloader. I mean, I would want anybody in a relationship with me to be contributing to that relationship, not just like, okay, I guess I'll just buy you some more Taco Bell. I'd feel like, you know, now I know what you're saying. You're hinting with your eyes right now, Julie, that this is a transact, a trans, what am I trying to transactional? say? Transactional. Yes. Thank you. A transactional relationship. But I don't know. I think that be, I can't, how would I explain that to my family? Like, oh yeah, she doesn't work. She's just hanging out at my house, playing video games all day. Well, you don't have to tell anybody. You just say, well, they would say, what does she, she work? Who's that woman? She in the works corner, from Max? home. She works from home. Who is that what does she do? It? Well, then just don't get into it. I mean, everybody could, do their own thing. All right. Well, what guy is actually looking for something like that? Yeah, exactly. Well, probably a lot if they don't have to put a ring on it and they get all the benefits and they really? come home and their pillows I, fluff. Wait, and their I go back to that, all the benefits. What What do they actually do? Do they, they cook, clean the house and they shop? They clean. They make sure all your food is ready. They get your, they're in, they work out all day long. I mean, it's this is a just housewife. 
This is the okay. Except you don't have to make it legal. I'm not like the. I don't think that guys actually want a stay-at-home girlfriend. I am not the stay-at-home girlfriend advocate by any chance. I'm just thinking this is an interesting phenomenon that younger people are talking about on TikTok, and I thought that all of us collectively we should all be aware that this is something that we should <laughs> we should chip in. We do. That'd be great. The three one four chimes in. The 314 area code here on the Michael's Bass text line. I totally know someone like that, a stay-at-home girlfriend. She cooks, she cleans, and she's a great companion. That's from the 314. Well, there you go. That's nice. Hey, I don't want to stop the party, but uh, we'll be together for a while here. We've got to take uh, a Where little Where does the time go? A little break, and uh, we shall return on things. There was uh, another story I stumbled on uh, this morning that... Rent prices are going through the roof. And with what you're paying in rent now is kind of surpassing what it would cost you to actually make a home payment and own something. So true. Better yeah. off buying. And, yeah. and because of the interest rates, you could really you could go ahead, get in now, get into the market, and then refinance later when the rates go down. And I, there was... Something I read that they're like scaring people out of renting. People who spend a vast portion of their income on rent were more likely to experience poor health and greater risk of premature death. Jeez Louise. Wait, what? Rising rents and evictions have been a huge impact on mortality rates for American renters. So there you go. Buy a house. And with whom? Donna Calamia and Donna C. Realty, they do so much for so many. And if you're a young person getting started, there's much you don't know that goes on in the transaction of buying a home or selling a home. And if you're a senior, it's probably overwhelming. And there's a lot of you that stay in your house because the thought of going through the process of selling your home is just too daunting. Well... Donacy Realty specializes on that for seniors, like focusing on downsizing what you need to do and all the resources and cleaning out the home and even transferring the pictures you have all over the house to digital so you can move that stuff. I mean, this isn't something that a realtor normally offers or that you would think they do, but that. Donacy does. So keep that in mind. I didn't mean to scare you with renting. We'll kill you. But why not look into... Uh, you and your scare tactics uh, over there. I, I didn't write it. Uh. I just saw that study this morning. And I was like, wow. Anyway, you can find out more about what they do, what they can do for you, all online. DonacyRealty.com. Cheese talk coming up in a couple. I don't know about you, but I'm super excited about it. Um, boy, a lot of people chiming in on the where do I get myself one of these stay at home girlfriends? Isn't that what they're called? Yeah. Um, but an interesting point made by uh, one person on the Michael's Bath text line is a stay at home girlfriend for a prolonged period of time becomes a common law wife anyway. 
so you're not really skirting the, I'm going to lose half my stuff if we break up. Unless you're just, you know, you don't get too emotionally involved. Is this only for people of a certain tax bracket? Oh, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, you guys are acting like I came up with the idea. I, I just, just I don't see a younger generation going for it. It seems like an awful idea. I mean, you just never know. And what's the girl going to do when the guy finds a younger stay-at-home girlfriend? Well, that's the risk you take. <laughs> so if you live that life for a while as the stay-at-home chicky. I think why I'm confused is... It's a situation that's been around forever, and now they're giving it a name and making it a trend. I don't see what's new here. But hmm. I guess women didn't used to work, and now they do, and that's the difference, I guess. Some. Maybe so. It's uh, From the 618 on the Michaels Bath text line, Julie, you're thinking the, of the ideal situation when she's doing everything around the house. I know someone where he still has to do just about everything around the house and then there's some other things that people are saying like omg i'm sure she's super hot and he has a lot of money to sum it up (laughs) is that the same as a live-in maid from this 970 question mark i don't think they would like that title no i'm a stay-at-home i'm a stay-at-home girlfriend now see just because i'm saying that everyone still thinks that I'm the champion of this cause and I'm or like the spokesperson and I'm not. Nobody's thinking you're champion. No, people cause. on the text line are like, Julie, I mean they, they think like I'm making this like my thing. We Bring, just want to understand. I, I'm just trying oh. to understand it too. Someone said Missouri isn't a common law state. I don't I don't know or not. Wish I knew earlier I wouldn't have given half my stuff away. Uh, Missouri doesn't recognize common law, so you're in the clear. Yeah. Um, Interesting questions for sure. A lot of people embracing and enjoying their Instapots, although someone said it is an instant pot, not Insta. Well, I'm sorry. It's just easier for me to call it an Instapot. And maybe my son peeled off some of the letters on the sticker, but I think mine says Instapot. So, I don't know. Didn't uh, an Instapot take out one of the characters on Just the Two of Us or whatever that show was that everybody was got? That had Sterling K. Brown in it. That was such a big deal. This Is Us? No, that was a good old-fashioned crockpot that burned that house down. Spoiler alert. That was so upsetting. I couldn't even look at my crockpot for like two years. Wow. Okay. That, that's good to know. But it would have been in your kitchen, so that probably yeah. wasn't any real It's thing. also known as a good excuse. Yeah. I, but I could see an Instapot blowing up and killing two characters from your movie, your show. <laughs> My was, show, yeah. Because I don't know if, if, you, if you use one and you hit that release and the steam comes out for like five minutes, it's... You could get a facial? It's kind of terrifying. All at the same time. It's kind of terrifying. Uh, are we getting a call from our rappers? He's sitting by his phone going, where are these guys? No, he should be calling us. Okay. I, I'll give him a call. Oh, no, I think we're calling him. Well, here's what Sorry. we, here's what we do. Back. Let's take our break. Here's what we do every time we're waiting for something. We say, Julie, tell us the story about jewelry. 
Oh, okay. Well, I'll do that. I, I went by my favorite place today, one of my favorite spots in St. Louis, and that is Genovese Jewelers. Uh, Nicole had fixed the size of my bracelet that I got for Christmas that has the little dog tag that looks just exactly, it's an exact replica of my dad's signature. And no, he didn't sign it Jack but Buck. He wrote, Love Dad. Uh, and it's his handwriting and then my birth date that he hand wrote on a card that I recently found. And I just absolutely love it. It just means the world to me. And I was in there today, and everybody is so friendly. I walk in, they're like, Nicole, Julie's here. I mean, it's just everybody's working hard. They're getting things together for Valentine's Day. People are getting ready to get engaged. This is a big day. Oh, you know what? The 14th I didn't even think about that. It's big. Yes, it is a very big deal. And there are a lot of people that for Valentine's Day, they might get that little box of of chocolates, and then they might put a diamond ring from Genovese Jewelers in there. You never know. See, I use my Genovese box, and I put chocolate in it. Right, just I to get, make her take her up to the brink of total anger and rage and I've, then say, just kidding, her, I got you a diamond. I've given her the same Genovese box probably four times. I have some of those if you ever need an extra one, <laughs> just to change it up and surprise her a little bit more. Um, yeah, so there is a lot happening at Genovese Jewelers. There always is. And then Nicole sent me a picture of some earrings that they made for somebody. There was some big designer that charges extra just from the get-go of just being a designer. And then they charge you on top of that for the stones and the jewelry and all of that. Um, but she made a pair of earrings that look so much like this. And they are gorgeous. They're so well done. They can make anything. They can manufacture it right in-house. You've got to go in and see them. If you haven't met the Genovese family, uh, then you're missing out. Don't go to a big box store to get jewelry. Go to the best. They've been in town for 40 years, and they'll be here for probably another 40 or more for generations. GenoveseJewelers.com for more. Probably than we should be, but uh, Provel Cheese celebrating an anniversary, or at least Emos is. They're 60, so 60 I assume years. it's the 60th anniversary of Provel as well. So I don't know. Assume nothing. But uh, in Jeff City, fighting the good fight, Adam Schwadron joins us, and he is proposing a bill. I believe it's the third time we've thrown it at him to make it the official cheese of the state of Missouri. Hello, Representative. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you two? Um, we are we are good. We've got a lot of topics that are on the table today, but this started on this show uh, last week. Carney brought this to the table and thought, wow, this is an interesting thing to be working on in Jeff City. Are you a big fan of the cheese or... <laughs> What started this for you? Well, I just, uh, I was sitting there thinking we have all these other state designations, uh, one of which is the state exercise, the jumping jack, jumping named, after black, yeah. named after Black Jack Pershing, who is from Missouri. And one of the things about all of our state designations is they are highlighting uh, things or parts of our history. And to me, Provel cheese is part of Missouri's history. So uh, last year, I actually introduced it only as an amendment on the floor, and it got stripped on the Senate side of the building. 
because it wasn't a standalone bill. And so with that, I said, you know what? I'm going to file it as a standalone bill this year, and here we are. And here we are. Um, are most of them take you seriously, or are they saying, oh, come on, Adam? No, there are bills that are filed every year like this. Uh, we have a lot of highway naming bills as well, and those are all usually taken care of at one particular point during the session when we've dealt with all of the important topics that are necessary for us to deal with and we're kind of just sitting around waiting on the senate to give us things so this does provide us an opportunity also if there's a bill that needs extra negotiating time uh, this can be used in that place kind of as a delay tactic so it does have a a place and a purpose during the legislative session i will say this that when people come through (laughs) town like simone biles or when a celebrity comes back to st louis like the girl from the office or Andy Cohen, somebody like that. A lot of people say they want to come here or John Hamm for their their pizza and their Provel thin crust St. Louis style pizza is what they call it. So, I mean, I feel like we are known for that to a lot of those that have been born and raised here in St. Louis and then they've left and come back. So it is kind of just one of those things that identifies, you know, who we are. We're thin crust Provel people. (laughs) Yeah, when uh, David Portnoy of Barstool Sports came through St. Louis during the Blue Stanley Cup run, uh, because he's a big Bruins fan, he went to the Emos right there across the highway from Forest Park and gave it a 6.2 rating, which he didn't know how to really classify it. He, you know, cracker pizza is what he was calling it, but it's ours. We're proud of it. Many fond memories of it. Actually, uh, uh, one of my best memories is hanging out on the roof of my porch with my best friend Max Protzel there over at Protzel's Deli, uh, grabbing some sodas and eating our Emos pizza on top of the roof. <laughs> so what are the odds of getting this through this year? Will it become the official cheese of Missouri? Well, that is yet to be seen. Uh, I know there will be the day where we go through the designation bills. And while this bill will not get through, now that it's a standalone bill, it, hopefully it'll get a hearing soon. Uh, that I will be able to amend it to the other designation bill. One of the other ones out there is Springfield-style cashew chicken as our state dish. No, oh. that's, Is that you that did that one or no? That was not me. That was a representative from the Springfield area well, that did yeah. that one. Yeah. I don't know about There's this. There's the whole nut allergy thing, too. Right. That might be a problem. Yeah, and I don't know that everybody <laughs> likes that. I feel Well, there's some people that don't like Provel, too. But do, you have, do. do you have competition? Is there a... A cheddar a movement? A Swiss guy? Is there a cheddar movement out there? <laughs> and so far, I have not encountered any fans of any other cheese that is synonymous with Missouri, uh, let alone even think of one that is synonymous with the state. So right now, I think I'm in a class by myself. Ed and Marge Emo, behind you in your efforts, do they even know mm-hmm. what you're doing? Uh, I did not consult with them. I did not reach out to them about it. Uh, so I'm sure they are completely surprised, but loving the publicity that it is generating, especially in their anniversary year. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, for uh, sure. I would think they jump on board. One question about you really quick. Reading mm-hmm. your reading your bio, uh, it lists that you're a board member for the St. Charles County Pachyderm Club. You know, mm-hmm. I, I live in St. Charles, and I've never seen an elephant there. So <laughs> what's up with that? Well, the elephant is the symbol of the Republican Party, 
And so this organization has adopted pachyderms, thick-skinned animal. Uh, it could also mean, uh, unfortunately, rhino, which is a derogatory term to some Republicans, but it is meant for the, the elephant, as you have uh, pointed out. But it's just a group of people that get together to uh, become a little more knowledgeable on the issues, a way for uh, representatives and senators and other elected officials to connect with the public in a forum setting. Makes more sense now. I thought it was elephants. I thought I'm all over St. Charles all the time. Never yeah. seen one. Carney, you could get all the donkeys to meet. But I, I... Too many jokes there. Okay, I know. When, uh, <laughs> when do we get final word, or has that been set yet? Uh, we have until the end of session. Uh, so May 17th is when all the bills need to be approved by both the House and the Senate. So we've got a ways to go. So can we chime in? Can we send texts? Can we write call, letters to call people I mean, and get this thing going? Absolutely. I've requested it go to the Committee on Tourism. Uh, but in the meantime, it has not yet been referred to that committee. So if you want to reach out to anyone, I would reach out to the Speaker of the House, Dean Blocker, and request that the bill be sent to committee. No, Adam, that we are behind you 100%. We are behind you, yeah. Thanks for, I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for fighting the good fight. Appreciate Every it. Every day. All right. Pachyderm. Thank you, Adam. Pachyderm. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Did you know that? I mean, you didn't look surprised when I said Pachyderm Club. Did you know what it was? I'd like to say I did, and I could lie right now, but I won't lie. Okay. I, know I didn't know either. That just kind of threw me. So there you go. We'll keep you posted, let you know. We're not afraid to tackle the heavy issues here on the podcast. Right. We're not. You know? When it comes to cheese... We're not playing. Absolutely. We are all over it. And uh, we'll have another slice of the Carney Show after these messages. On the Michaels Bath text line, how was Provel created? Was it created in Missouri? Marshall I, Brain. I, I Aging Marshall Brain. We talked about this with Marshall. It was created in Chicago and then popularized. Emos was the one who popularized the cutting into squares and all that. They didn't invent it. I don't think they've ever maintained that they did. But it was actually invented in Chicago and then hmm. popularized here in St. Louis. But considering we find it being the end-all cure-all, why hasn't it really passed the boundaries of Missouri for the most part? Besides the Chicago thing. It's not very good. Oh, I disagree. I like it. I put it in a blend of my cheeses when I make pizza. But Provel straight, yeah, I'm with you, Max. Too gooey. Too gooey. So we're going to fight the good fight, see what we can do to help uh, Representative Adam to make this our official cheese. In just a few moments, Mike Dubusky joins us again. He's at CES. That's right. Today is the final day for the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. So he's had a chance to peruse quite a bit. And we'll see if you want anything at the blackjack table, too. Um, But some interesting new things being unveiled, including 90-inch television sets. Where Where would you put? I guess they don't call them television sets anymore. TVs. Um but also the automotive industry, a big, big part of CES. So we'll find out uh, what he's got as they wrap things up in Las Vegas. And again, ton of questions for Marshall Brain, who's back in the mix, and we're super happy about that. 
Runner the Voice, too. Ruby Lee is going to join us on the program tomorrow. You don't want to miss that. And maybe we'll get a yodeling lesson. This is KTRS St. Louis. It's 1 o'clock. Number two, this one, this one too is just flying by. Maybe we should do a four-hour show or five-hour show. Sure. Six-hour show. Can you imagine sitting in a room with me for six hours, Julie? Uh, now I just got got real nervous. No, I, I can't. Let me go to Max. Max, up for that? Six I mean, hours of how, us doing a show. Am I just like a stay-at-home producer at that point? I mean, how much am I paying? <laughs> Common law. Common law producer. Some funny, funny remarks on the text line from folks about that. But we'll get to it. Mike Dubusky in Las Vegas. Tell me you hit it big at the tables. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, no no, uh, no comment on that. Uh, you know, uh, who knows who at uh, ABC proper is listening. So, uh, you know, we're going to keep that on the DL. How did 200,000 people get out of Las Vegas at the same uh, time? In terms of attendance uh, at CES, you mean? Uh, I, I think they were targeting around 130,000 people. But yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really, it is a really well-trafficked event, I think it's fair to say. Um, and back from a couple of years of, uh, you know, flagging attendance numbers. Obviously, the show was canceled for a few years due to the pandemic. It was really one of the first big victims of the pandemic when we're talking about right. industry trade shows. Um, but, yeah, really, I, I mean, given both attendance numbers and announcements at CES, it feels like it's back in full force. I was just picturing 130,000 people going to the airport at the same time. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, you know, from from all accounts, it's a it's a zoo. So, I imagine. So what's wowing you? So uh, a couple things this week. So uh, we talked in the past about uh, the gadget announcements, uh, you know, everything from, you know, uh, traditional cell phone replacements uh, to, you know, electric vehicles. But CES is also a place where car, uh, companies cut deals with one another. Uh, Kia and Uber yesterday announced a memorandum of understanding, which was not a, a phrase I was really familiar with, but no. it is essentially a handshake agreement. So not a legally binding thing, more a, a signal of intent to work together. Uber wants a piece of Kia's electric vehicle. Vehicles, specifically their electric commercial vehicles that they showed off at the show earlier this week. We're talking about the PBV, or the Platform Beyond Vehicle Concepts. Um, these are a, a series of commercial vehicles that are modular. So if, let's say, you uh, run a small business and you need one day to haul a bunch of things, well, there's a pickup truck body that you can buy for this platform. And let's say the next week you need to move a bunch of people around. Well, you can swap that pickup truck body out for a passenger van attachment, which is a really kind of interesting idea. We've seen others in the automotive space play around with this, but none have really gotten it right. Turns out it's very complicated to, to mass produce a modular architecture like this, just in terms of safety and cost efficiency. Couldn't you just it, order those things issues. on Uber? Sorry, I'm sorry, couldn't you just order those things on Uber and one week you need a family van and the next week you uber with a pickup truck wouldn't that be well easier? i mean i think the idea is that from the uber driver's perspective now they can serve more 
you know, a, a variety of purposes. But, you know, it, again, this is the very early stages of this partnership. And, you know, Kia is looking to modify the PBV based on what any given Uber driver might need. So, you know, we saw the concept earlier this week. They look really interesting. Not only are the bodies themselves modular, but the interiors are modular. So you can swap out, you know, seats for shelves for a camper van setup. So there's a lot of different options here. It's a really interesting and a very ambitious plan from Kia. But Uber seems to think that they've gotten it right, and they're throwing their support behind it. And it sounds like an Uber driver that wants to do this has to be a carpenter and a mechanic <laughs> and an engineer, or if they got it to the point where you push a button and everything magically happens. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting. Something that was mentioned in the Kia presentation when these vehicles were shown off is the potential for them to become robo-taxis, right, taxis that drive themselves. And that's something that Uber has been fixated on for many, many years, um, though that did not really come up in the press release around this partnership. They did emphasize that there will be drivers of these vehicles who will be figuring out kind of how they fit into the Uber lifestyle. So that that's an interesting part of CES, as, as we've said. You know, it's interesting to talk about the gadgets it's interesting to talk about the new announcements but there's actually some like real business happening here i'm sorry go ahead i saw an article that said that there were things at ces about ai fortune telling um (laughs) accessible gaming and we talked about the flying taxi but also there were rumors that martha stewart was on stage there uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not sure. Again, it's kind of hard to to you know pick and choose given all the announcements that come out at CES. It's possible, you know. I, it never really uh, struck me as a particularly techie person, Martha Stewart, but you never know. Julie brought um, up brought up a good point, though. The AI thing a year and a half ago, most of us had never heard of. Now it's on everybody's mind, good and bad. And what's more is that we're now seeing these software systems, right? Up until now, you know, interacting with an AI system required you to go to a website or to download an app. Um, But now we're seeing that technology show up in hardware devices. Uh, Earlier this week, we saw a company called Rabbit show off a a sort of tiny little device that they called a companion designed to sort of use your phone for you. It was really interesting. Uh, Earlier, uh, well, I should say late last year, there was a company called Humane that uh, showed off an AI pin that did much the same thing, but you could clip it to your clothing. We're seeing ChatGPT show up in cars, BMW, Volkswagen, Mercedes-Benz all announcing integration with various AI systems. And I think, guys, the really kind of most realistic application of these large language models that we've been talking about, uh, you know, comes in the world of virtual assistants, right? You talk to an Amazon Alexa or a Google Assistant or Apple Siri, and it's a pretty stilted conversation. It's a pretty limited, uh, you know, way of interacting with a piece of technology. Because these large language models are trained on human language and they're designed to mimic human language, the idea is that your conversations will go a lot smoother. You won't have to adhere to a script, you can just kind of speak naturally to something. Uh, Volkswagen, for instance, had an advertisement with Ewan McGregor, of all people, uh, of him talking to a new Volkswagen saying, uh, you know, what should I wear to this uh, awards show? And the the car gave him some recommendations and then (laughs) directed him to where he needed to go. I mean, are we going to do anything for ourselves anymore? This is fantastic. (laughs) I say bring it on. We all want our little R2-D2s. It's great. Yeah. Yeah.
It is taking over everything. I know Apple packed up and went home and stopped playing with CES several years ago. But with the news of Apple and the trademark issues where they've had to stop selling certain um, Apple watches, was there any conversation about that saying, well, here's an opportunity for us to drop in and make the same thing with the same availability and not be caught up in court? Well, I mean, worth mentioning, the Apple Watch is back on sale now. Uh, that, that you know, process is still playing out in the courts, but Apple has figured out a deal to get both the Series 9 and the Ultra 2 back on the market. So, you know, uh, yeah, sure, there were some smartwatch announcements, but nothing in the sort of mainstream uh, Samsung, Google, Apple realm. Um, those guys are pretty dominant in the smartwatch market. But we did hear from Apple this week, interestingly enough, with regards to their uh, VR AR headset, what they call a mixed reality spatial computer. Um, this was the thing that we first got a look at last year. It's called the Vision Pro. It's a VR headset that you strap to your face, um, and it's designed to basically be a computer replacement. Uh, you run your programs in virtual space around you. Um, it's $3,500, which is eye-wateringly expensive, of course. But Apple seems to think that this is going to be uh, you know, a, a developer special, uh, where people who make apps in the world of VR, they're going to buy these early models. This is their first attempt at a VR headset. And they're going to figure out the application for it going forward. Well, Apple always likes to kind of spoil CES for others a little bit, then uh, they are usually plan an announcement for this week, despite the fact that they're not there, maybe to draw attention away from the show yeah. a little bit. Uh, this week, no surprise, Apple did come out with an announcement saying that you'll be able to pre-order the Vision Pro starting next Friday, January 19th. They're going to be available for in-store sales on February 2nd. So a little sooner than we were anticipating, but uh, yeah, Apple definitely present, even if not physically present at CES. Kind of like having a town hall meeting when the other guys are having a debate. Um, what about the weird thing? Had to be something like that. There were toilets with uh, Oh, yeah. You want to talk about the toilets? Let's toilets talk about the fun. toilets. It's a, whole, uh, it's a whole industry. There's always toilet talk at CES. Of course. So Kohler this year showed off the Numi 2.0 smart toilet. This is a toilet they've already had in production for a little while. But at CES, they covered it in what's called e-ink, uh, which is the same technology that's used by e-readers, things like Kindles and what have you. So this toilet can change color and change design. And it doesn't really even look like a toilet. It looks like a large box. It's got a kind of angular, futuristic design. And of of course, because it's a smart toilet, you have a touchless lid, you have automatic flushing, an adjustable bidet. It comes with an app, of course, and Amazon Alexa integrated. Um, <laughs> and uh, it is, uh, get this, guys, $10,000. Yeah. So uh, a pretty petty. Uh, Talk but, about you know, flushing who knew? your money down the toilet. Oh, <laughs> there it is. You can use that later. Wow. In your next yeah, although I will say, this is the Numi 2.0, which implies that there is a Numi 1.0 out there somewhere. So apparently they've sold enough to make a second generation. <laughs> Mike, thanks for uh, going to Vegas and covering this so well for the last three days and keeping us abreast of technology and what's going on out there. Of course, guys. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, I, I was looking at CES reports from various um news outlets 
and they all made some reference to, here's what's going on in toilet news. I know. Like five different things. $10,000 toilet. Yeah. Well, it's got Alexa. So you know, and I, I'm a big proponent of digital assistance. I, I actually just updated my Siri to speak with an Irish accent, which is fantastic. I've had her on Australian for a while now, uh, but I feel like as great as I love my Alexa and I couldn't live without them, and I want to bring on all the robots, don't really need them in the bathroom. Yeah, it was I, a little creep me out if I'm uh, trying to handle you know, my business, and all of a sudden Alexa's like, yes, do you need something? No, I don't. Yeah, Alexa says, do you go to Taco Bell? Uh, oh. It is 119, and uh, coming up, we've got a schmooze, some other stuff going on. And thank you so much, everybody, for your remarks on the Michael's Path text line. I would listen for six hours. Max, you make me laugh and smile. Um a lot of emo stuff, too, and we're we're not kidding. We're going to fight the good fight to make this happen, make it our official cheese, as it should be. Before, you know, Utah comes out of nowhere and says, nope, That's our cheese. It's ours. We took it. Uh, and people still talking about Instapot and air fryers. Uh, and what was the one that made me laugh? Oh, about the cheese and bringing earlier topics together. It's the unofficial cheese. Of the stay-at-home girlfriend. So <laughs> keep them coming, kiddos. The Michael's Bath text line 84126. Coming up next, we be schmoozing. Traditionally, we bring you the saddest part of the day at the beginning of the schmooze. What and if there was no sad part? Well, this today there is. I was so sad to see this, that Michael Strahan's 19-year-old oh. daughter, Isabella, is battling a malignant brain tumor. But he says, the Good Morning America host says, that he's the luckiest guy on the planet because he's got the strongest daughter in the world and that they are ready to put everything they can towards fighting this. She's got a twin sister. They are lovely girls. And I just hope that we can all keep her in our prayers for sure. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will no longer make a weekly appearance on ESPN's Pat McAfee show. Pat says, quote, there will be a lot of people that will be happy with that. Myself included, to be honest, not a fan of Aaron Rodgers, apparently. Didn't seem that way when he was on the show, but who knows? Well, okay, Matthew Perry is kind of getting dragged in the news here, and I hate even talking about it. I feel like I'm betraying somebody that doesn't, I don't know. It's just, it makes me really sad. But the Daily Mail has a bunch of reports out that they're saying that his ex-fiance dumped him because he bought a Valentine's Day gift for a woman he met on a dating app. Okay, But then it goes from there. Another source said that he threw a coffee table at her because he had terrible abandonment issues. He also had a sober companion living with him to help him stay sober. But she quit in March of 22 after he allegedly had a meltdown pushing her into a wall. She lived in girlfriend? Throwing her onto a bed. Neither woman has confirmed these allegations. And they're saying there are a lot of reports out there that he lied about his sobriety for a while and struggled with a lot of different demons. I'm sorry to hear that. I hope it's not true. Um, R.I.P. 
Jennifer Lawrence looks back on her wedding day and all she sees <laughs> I love this story. is pain. Well, not really. In an interview, she did say that her wedding day was awful. <laughs> like a lot of brides, she found it hard to have fun because it was so stressful. And she was so worried about her guests. Uh, and it didn't help that she got married in October in Rhode Island because of the weather. She said she was freaking out, out about everybody being cold. And while most people reassured her they were fine, her mother wasn't so polite. Uh, her mother said, your grandmother almost died. It's so cold out here. And the chaos actually started at the rehearsal dinner when she booted Robert De Niro from the rehearsal dinner because she looked over at him and she thought, he just doesn't want to be here and he's wandering around. So I'm just going to say, just go ahead and leave because it's less stress on me. And I admire that. I love this story because her and, and Bobby, as she calls him, worked on a couple of movies together. And uh, their friends, obviously, he came to the wedding, which is super nice, said that he was nice to her parents. But she could tell he really was did not want to be there. And then so she asked him to leave. Yeah. And she was like, just go home, go home. And he's like, no, it's fine. I'm going to have some food. And she goes, go home, Bobby. And he did. And they both felt better. I think it's free pass. Like, Are you talking to me? You're off the hook. Are you talking to me? Go home. And Max, you, where's your line? Which what do you line? mean? Wrong, Jennifer. This is Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I know. But any Jennifer usually jump in with Ron. Oh, okay. No, but thank you. Yeah, um, it's another show I was listening to. Amanda Pete is 52 today. Mary J. Blige is 53. Kyle Richards is 55 and going through a lot of stuff, man. Is she dating a woman yet? Uh, not. They said not officially. No, okay, they are but not. Maybe. But she's going through a separation with her husband's friend from her childhood uh, took her own life last spring, and they revealed that on the episode of The Real Housewives last night. Mm. I think there's just a lot happening there. Um, there's a one-hour special tonight, Gordon Ramsay's Road Trip Spanish Vacation, 8 o'clock tonight on Fox. And Kevin Hart, who I'm a fan of, is the guest on Andy Cohen's show, Watch What Happens Live. And the series premiere of TED, um, the TED prequel on on Peacock tonight. And you got to get your Peacock so that you can watch the Chiefs this weekend because we need all the, well, except for Max. He's going to root for the Dolphins, yep. of course. But most of us probably rooting for the Chiefs in that game. Really classy story about that involving a Chiefs player we'll get to with Brendan. Okay, let's do that. Let's go to the funny stuff now. Homemade jokes. I know you're ready for them. Here They're they are from John jokes. Carney. Fresh out the oven. This is a newsroom over here. County Executive Sam Page unveiling a new logo for the county yesterday. Finally. Saying it needed to unify its brand. The old logo had been used for 30 years and grown into various iterations. The current logo presented uh, a cohesive identity, or an incohesive identity, which is why they're doing uh, a new one, by the way, 90 grand. Along with the $90,000 logo, they could have also adopted a new slogan that said, could be worse, we could be the city. Uh, Taco Bell, starting this year with a bang, new menu items that cost $3 or less. The new items available starting today, uh, they launched the new Cravings Value menu featuring six, count them, six new crave-worthy and satisfying items. And by the way, the prices on the value menu are going up. Can you put a price on indigestion? I don't think you can. No, I don't either. 
Speaking of fast food, McDonald's bringing back the double Big Mac. Oh, yes. For I mean, how could time. you even Let's go. Double Let's Big go. Mac. Bring it. With a half gainer. 20, uh, January 24th, customers can order the double Big Mac at yeah. participating restaurants. Uh, they call the burger double the fun with four all beef patties. Also has more Big Mac sauce than the original. Uh-huh. Uh, McDonald's did not say how long it'll remain on the menu. I assume they'll sell them till everyone's dead. Um, uh. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie finding himself on a hot mic ahead of his announcement in New Hampshire that he's ending his uh, presidential bid, saying that Nikki Haley's going to get smoked in the race against Donald Trump. Those comments coming just before the former New Jersey governor announced he's ending his campaign. He's trailed uh, Trump in New Hampshire and elsewhere. He said, it's clear to me tonight there's not a path for me to win the nomination. Plus, I hear the food's not that good. Blues goaltender Jordan Bennington. The challenge again on with Justin Bieber to a shootout competition. The Biebs, yeah. It started back in 2020, and it's firing up again. Um, Bieber said he'd dye his hair platinum blonde if he were able to score on um, Jordan. And uh, could be game on pretty soon. We'll see what happens. And Jordan, really, if this is if this is about more attention, why don't you go out with Taylor Swift? One more. I don't know if his wife would like that. Yeah. Oh, is he married? <laughs> I didn't know. All right, two quickies. A woman gnawed her way through the backseat cushion of a North Carolina police cruiser. Sound familiar? Eating those cushions out there. Wow. Going back to the couch eating. After she was detained on an assault charge, uh, the bizarre biting incident took place after the woman, 32, was arrested for an alleged assault. And they haven't determined whether the woman will face additional charges. Uh, tied to the incident. It was discovered after the suspect had already been processed into jail. And I got to say, every once in a while, I get a Hank earring for an Eddie Bauer interior, you know? <laughs> Not surprised. And yeah. as you pointed out earlier, I love eating my conscience. <laughs> Finally, a woman, a woman, a woman working to convert a St. Louis nuisance property into a shelter, asking them community for help after the building was damaged in a fire Tuesday night. Uh, Monique Buchanan closed on the purchase of the former Grand Motel on North Grand at the end of December. Early Tuesday, firefighters responded to a blaze there. The fire destroyed the roof of the main building. The sign on the wall was still visible. It read, we'll leave the flames on for you. Oh. Funny enough. Yeah. No, I get, it. I get it. Yeah. All right, take a break while you eat a couch. Um, out to St. Charles we go. Much happening. Fet de glass right around the corner. Fet de glass. Yeah, and of course it's going to be a representative from St. Charles who takes the torch to make Provel the official state cheese. So much happening out there, and good, good people too, and. After the Dr. King holiday, John will be going to a brand new high school.
because Orchard Farm has built a brand new high school closer to Newtown. Pretty excited about that. But the gymnasium is the size of Lindenwoods. I mean, it's huge. Imagine a locker that no one had ever used before with no dents and all perfect. That new school smell that nobody mm. knows. No one does know. No I mean, one knows. You, that is like the opposite of Carney luck. That is changing the game for the Carneys right yeah. there. Well, First we, one's in. We're still going to the old one, though, so we still have to drive out to the cornfields. But just take, for uh, not too much longer. Yeah, to take them to the middle. Um so, yeah, things are happening, and they're doing that because the population is growing, and the population is growing because more people are moving there. Put the dots together. Find out what's happening in St. Charles. Online, discoverstcharles.com. I would say, um, now, Brendan, you earn your keep each and every day. Uh, with the big sports show and all your other coverage. But I would say, like right now, probably working the hardest you ever have for your money. It's a busy, busy time. Just like over the last 24, 36, 48 hours. It's, you get the end of football season combined with, Basketball season well underway, hockey season well underway, baseball season, especially Cardinals. I mean, right, Cardinals can always make news. It, it's October is always crazy. Late spring is or early spring is always crazy in that regard. But yeah, as of right now, this just seems to be the perfect convergence of basically any and every sport yeah. all making news at once. Right. Well, you've got the. Um, retirement of Nick Saban. You've got uh, Belichick being fired. You've got Pete Pete Carroll, who broke down in tears. Might be easier to just name um, the coaches that still have that a job. Actually still have jobs, I mean, is there right? any word on any of those three as to what's going to be happening? Well, let's, I mean, I think the rumors about Belichick had been out there for a while. So yep. this is just basically confirmation of a story that had been around. He was not going to coach the Patriots next year. Will he coach again? Does he still want to coach? That answer appears to be yes. So now the next few days and weeks to come will determine where that destination ultimately is. Is it as simple as the Seahawks saying, okay, now let's bring up Bill? Or are there other teams like the Falcons, people who need a, a coach? Well, let me ask you this. If you're an NFL team that has made that you've already fired your coach, or maybe you're even an NFL team that is thinking about firing your coach or thought about it. And now maybe the fact that Belichick is definitely out there, do you maybe change course, fire your coach and, and bring on Belichick? But I think the, the, the most intriguing name that is going to be out there is for my money, still Jim Harbaugh, the coach of the Michigan Wolverines yeah. just won the national championship. He has coached in the NFL with great success yeah. before. Everyone is just expecting it was a matter of time before he looked towards the NFL again. And now that he's won a national championship at his alma mater, he may think, okay, mission accomplished, especially maybe with the NCAA. Going to hand down some some sanctions to Michigan for the whole sign-stealing saga. Yeah, if you're Seattle, if you're Atlanta, certainly your, your sights are set for... Um, a, a big time coach. What Panthers? 
the Panthers, <laughs> the command Washington Commanders, Commanders yeah, that's a good uh, are looking for a coach. The Tennessee Titans are yeah. looking for a coach. I think their fired coach, Mike Vrabel, is a very interesting option. I, I'm curious if Vrabel's name gets thrown around in these in, in the college circuit. Be, uh, Sab- I, I think he'd be a great fit in the in, in college football. Saban famously had a disastrous time with the Miami Dolphins. He did. Yes, he did. Do you think he tries to come back to pro sports, or do you think that was one and done? No, Saban's done, I yeah. think. Okay. Um, and, what I mean, compared to Belichick going out, having now multiple seasons in a row of of, uh, of poor performance from the Patriots, basically, you can almost... <laughs> Find that line of demarcation when Tom Brady retired and, and our, 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 uh, left New England, I should say, and when things started to go downhill for the Patriots. For Saban, he certainly goes out about as close to on top as you can for a guy in his spot, guys, because he was in the college football playoff, ended up losing just barely to a Michigan team in the Rose Bowl. So he certainly got nothing to hang his head about. Six national championships for Saban at Alabama. He had, I believe, nine SEC championships, over 200 wins. Unbelievable run for Saban. I'm going to make one prediction and one prediction only. Bill Belichick becomes Tom Brady's stay-at-home girlfriend. (laughs) You never know. Could happen. So everybody furious about this Peacock deal <laughs> with the Chiefs and the playoffs and all that. I'm not furious. Yeah, I'm not, I, I have it, so I'm not sure. Show off. <laughs> so I don't know how you pronounce his name. Charles Omenu? Omenhu? He's new. Uh, a defensive end who just joined the Chiefs, 26 years old. He announced on social media He's giving away 90 three-month Peacock memberships so people can watch the game. That's, that's a very nice gesture, and I, I think it's it's obviously the era of, of television that we, that we are living in right now that the streaming services have as much clout as some of the networks do. And from an NFL and Peacock perspective— if you're Peacock, I mean, this is like your perfect scenario because it, you're, you're it's wanting, your Super Bowl. You're exactly right. You're wanting new subscribers. That's why you go out and just because obviously it costs NBC Universal a lot of money to be able to say we want this standalone playoff game and we're going to put it on our streaming service. You can't watch it on NBC. Yeah. Can't watch it anywhere else. The only place you can see it yeah. is Peacock, and they end up getting the game that transcends sports because Taylor Swift will probably be at the game, even though the temperatures are going to be frigid. She'll probably be there. She's going to be on camera. What? Um, you know, who knows how many times throughout the course of the, of the game. And the, the, the value that game is going to bring Peacock, I, I'm not sure we can properly evaluate it right now. It looks, at least at the moment, like a master stroke. By NBC. I don't know if you uh, heard the clip from actually from the NFL uh, involving the Chiefs. Pretty funny mistake if it is. They take on Travis Swift, Kelsey, second most yards for a tight. 
Travis Swift. I think that was on purpose. They take on Travis Swift, Kelsey, second most Travis Swift, Travis Swift, Kelsey. Oh, man. Took on her last name. Pretty nice. All right, what else going on? Blues news? Blues, uh, well, tonight, Colton Pareko, kind of a cool story for somebody that has... I don't know, dealt with some fan criticism the last few years for maybe his play falling off a little bit. He's been much better this year. He uh, passes uh, Bob Plager tonight for third on the all-time games played list for a Blues defenseman. So that's pretty rarefied error there for Colton Pareko. He will accomplish that tonight, Blues play the New York Rangers, and every time they lose a game like they did a couple of nights ago, they got beaten pretty bad by the Florida Panthers at home in, in the midst of the, that started this four-game homestand. Every time they lose a game like that, it's like, all right, let's pack up the bags. The old banister bump is over for the Blues. It was fun while it lasted, but then they tend to they, – they've bounced right back. They They haven't had any really sustained struggles since Drew Bannister – took over so tonight will be another interesting look as to where exactly this hockey team is at again they've kind of been on the on the cuff on the the uh, the periphery if you will of the uh, of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs but let's see if they can uh, let's see if they can bounce back from uh, that tough loss on Tuesday and uh, as we turn to the NBA and their playoffs we turn to our resident NBA we don't very often turn to the NBA He's Max. <laughs> Max, questions, comments about basketball? Uh, no, I don't have anything outstanding. Okay. I think I mean, it's going to be a, a really good playoff season. So, yeah, we're still. To be fair, we are still uh, three or four months away. Aren't from... there like eighty teams in the NBA playoffs? <laughs> yeah, say, You're we're, not we're, far we're off. Not, yeah. We're not anywhere near the playoffs right now. Yeah. So. We're, we're... so let's go back to NFL for a second. I mean, we talked about the Chiefs and Dolphins playing, but what are some of the other big matchups this weekend? Well, um, it depends on if you've got uh, on on who your your team might be. I uh, I look at this Buffalo team, which is really interesting. It is. They were on. We talked last week that game against Miami. There was a scenario where I believe if Jacksonville won, Buffalo loses, they're out. Yep. Ultimately, they beat the Dolphins. They win the division, and I think they've got the most fortuitous matchup yep. to advance to next weekend. And they Josh play, Allen just rocks. No, well, yes, he does. He's um, when he's was, not throwing int. When he's not, well, that's the thing. He could, <laughs> he could turn the ball over seven times. But the, but he always makes a comeback in the end zone, no <laughs> yes, less, no doubt. Uh, but I think they've got the most fortuitous matchup against the Steelers who continue to start their backup quarterback. I don't know how Pittsburgh got to the playoffs, but they're here. I think Buffalo probably wins that game by double digits. Do we even need to argue this point? You know that the trophy's going to be lifted by the 49ers. I mean, that's it. Oh, I forgot you are a 49ers guy. That's the whole deal. Absolutely. Like, you think they're going to win it all. Road to the Super Bowl. Done. Game, set, match. Flag the tape. Absolutely. Okay. Looking good. I I hope you get to go. Go to Vegas. Oh. I know you'd be in so much trouble. Never mind. Stay uh, home and watch it on TV. Yeah, that, scratch that. No, Carney, don't go. Did Vegas. you see that? Uh, the sphere in Vegas. Oh, it's made, so cool. They made it 
a Tetris from the outside, a gigantic Tetris. Oh, no. It looks really cool. You can buy an experience there, even when they don't have a concert. You could still go there and see it. Yeah. It's supposed to be unbelievable. But Vegas is going to be crazy. Speaking of cool and unbelievable, big, big sports show. What are you doing? Big, big sports show tonight. So Martin's got both general managers tonight, John Mosellock and Doug Armstrong, on the Kill Queen Conversation. Then at 7 o'clock, this is going to be fun. We don't have too many Mizzou women's basketball games on the station. Um, We we, we have to run a a few of them. I shouldn't say half. Um, We we have the privilege of, uh, of running these games. And this is a real privilege tonight because Mizzou takes on number one ranked, undefeated South Carolina uh, in Columbia. Massive game for the Tigers and South Carolina, if not the premier, or if not one of the premier, uh, the premier college basketball I hope programs people in the turn out to support the Lady Tigers in Columbia. Big one, big one tonight. If, there, if there's a game that you think uh, we need to go see a game, this is one that if you can get out there to Columbia and brave the uh, incoming weather, this would be one to uh, check out because South Carolina is very good. Be a monster win for Robin Pinchton and her Tigers tonight. All right. We'll be listening. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, John. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Max. All Thank right. you, Brenda. See if we can make some money. Can we make some money? money? I am constantly touting the sheer deliciousness of Sugar Fire Barbecue. You're a touter. I'm a touter. And pretty much anybody who has it ends up doing exactly the same thing. By the way, next week, the new location in Florissant will be there. Have lunch with us and don't wear a white shirt. Um, But some of the other stuff that I, I don't talk about there is the relationships that they have with other local food and beverage companies where, you know, it's. It's kind of a thing now. Well, we're doing a thing in conjunction with this or that. These guys have been doing it all along, working with Old Hickory Barbecue Pits out of Cape Girardeau, uh, Urban Chestnut uh, Brewing, uh, Excel. They get their sodas from uh, over in Breeze, Illinois. They're collaborating with the best. Collaborating was the word I was looking for. Thank you. That cane sugar is the best. They use Ronnie's ice cream in their milkshakes. Uh, which you can also get a boozy shake, and I understand those are pretty delicious as well. So you can get a buzz and a head freeze at the same time. But come enjoy the food, some ribs, some chicken, hopefully. And ladies, if you're listening over there, if you wouldn't mind throwing a few burn ends on the grill, I would appreciate it. Julie's buying. So uh, (laughs) find them online at the location nearest you, Sugarfire Smokehouse. There you go. We'll see you there Tuesday. Should be fun. Should be fun. Looking forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun. And, yeah, it's a good idea. I remember Jerry Clinton always saying, don't wear a white shirt to an Italian restaurant. But, really, that's good advice. Don't wear a white shirt to a barbecue restaurant. Yeah. And I have a tendency, and this is basically saying, hey, everybody, I'm a slob. When I go out to eat, if I'm going to spill, something's going to spill on my shirt, whether it came off my chopsticks or something dropped into the soup. Most of the time, it's the very first bite. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Back in the day when I wasn't married to Crusher for that long. I mean, I guess we had two kids. Maybe we were ready to have the third. 
and I went to visit the family down in Alabama, and his aunt and uncle made this beautiful, you know how they do barbecue in the South. It's like sugar fire. It's like top-notch stuff. Well, of course, I had a white shirt on. I promptly leaned across the table. We're out in, like, rural Alabama, and my whole shirt was soaked I leaned right over the barbecue sauce, and it was all over me. I was uh, covered. It in was it. probably designer too, I was, wasn't it? No, I think oh. I think back then it was like Old Navy if I was lucky. <gasps> but there was nothing that I could even. I had not. We had to. I had to borrow a shirt from an old aunt, and then had to just put it in the washing machine, and it was ruined. And yeah, I've had my fair share of spills over the years. Just a smart thing to do, and along with. Not wearing a white shirt. Another thing, food advice-wise, barbecue, not the thing to go for if you're on a first date. Especially ribs. Because there's no way to look sexy with barbecue sauce on your forehead. I don't think I ate barbecue ribs or chicken wings for at least five years after meeting Katie. Right. Because it's just so, so gross. You can't look cool, do you? You can't, no. So I just put it off for a very long time. Now I don't care. You look in, like a caveman. In the hot days of St. Louis summer when my boys were little and they'd come in from outside for a big barbecue meal, and we'd have the ribs out, I would just have them all take their shirts off while they ate the ribs. <laughs> it was hose, just much easier. And, and then, then have them go them back down. outside and yeah. hose them down. Absolutely. That's why I don't pick up sugar fire as much as we eat it in, because the boys will make giant messes and we can just walk away from it. So I'm not saying go to sugar fire and make a mess, but it's going to happen. You know, got to try this sauce, got to try that sauce, got to try this. And next thing you know, it's in your hair and your ears. A lot going on there. Marshall McStower, he is back, kids. Also, Ann Flaherty from ABC Senate doing what they can to stop the flow of fentanyl. How? We'll find out. I don't want to get sad about that. We'll be back tomorrow at noon. Um, Monday, we'll bring you a best of. And then Tuesday, we're live from Sugar Fire. So just a little peek at uh, the schedule ahead. And Marshall Brain's coming back in just a second or two. Always glad to have him back. And I want to mention the Missouri Athletic Club. Days like this, okay, it looks pretty out there. We're anticipating some extremely cold temperatures here in St. Louis. You still have grandchildren. You still have children, nieces and nephews. They need to burn off some energy. Why not take them to the Missouri Athletic Club? There are indoor things that they can do. For example, they can run wild and play a game of tag in the gym. They They can shoot some hoops. Heck, stick them on the treadmill. Why not? Maybe wear them down. Maybe learn pickleball or take tennis lessons. That was my philosophy raising three sons, and the Missouri Athletic Club was a huge part of that. And then while you're there, you might as well feed them too. Everybody goes home happy that way, well fed. Whether you're eating at the Stan Musial Grill, the Jack Buck Grill downtown, or uh, one of the other dining options that they have at the MAC, and Caramel Rolls are back, baby. Mm. They are so busy all the time at the Missouri Athletic Club, having family events, having uh, award shows. Uh, They've got their speaker series coming up, and you can sign up for that, too. And, I mean, they always go out of their way for all of it. It always is a five-star event. And the club is a blast. It's great for business networking, too, and making new friends. And pickleball's all the rage. You want to take lessons and learn This winter, why not do it at the best, the Missouri Athletic Club, M-A-C, 
stl.org. What would you do with a brain if you had one? If I only had a brain. Science. Brain. Ever wonder how much information you can get between your ears? Yeah. I can't put nearly as much as this guy can. It's Marsha Brain. Hey, welcome back, buddy. We missed you. The listeners missed you. Well, I am glad to be back, and this is this is the first week of classes at the university, so it's also been an exciting week of new students and new classes, and so it's been a good a good time. Cool. Um, this question uh, came up in my mind a couple of weeks ago when I was driving to Minneapolis with my son to go to a, a basketball game. And I always notice the mile markers, but I, I went deep with that thought. And, like, you know, it goes one, two, three, four, and then it starts over again at some point somewhere. And I thought, well, where do they determine where it starts and where it ends? Yeah. I mean, obviously you can't have mile marker 8,025,000, but... Uh, so explain that system to me, please, if you would. Okay. First of all, how far is it to Minneapolis from St. Louis? Isn't uh, that like a hike? Eight hours driving. Really? Yeah. He's a dedicated father. Mom drove 10 to Dallas. <laughs> okay. I that That's what I was thinking, though. Like I was trying to mentally... See the map of the United States. That's a good, good long drive. Wow. Okay. Um, well, first, why do we have mile markers? Like, why do we need them at all? And that's because if we were in a city, you know, and we got in an accident or we needed an ambulance or something, we could say something like, you know, I'm at the corner of First Street and Oak, or I'm at you know, 450 Main Street or something. Like, it's pretty easy to give a, a location in a city. So it's but a demarcation, right? Yeah. Okay. And so, but when you're out on the highway and you get in an accident and they say, where are you? Uh, you know, you're, you, you got nothing, really, unless you're right next to an exit when you have your accident. There's, you need a coordinate. And so... All states on interstate highways have mile markers, and a lot of states even have tenths of mile markers for for even more precision. Uh, and then because if you're between mile markers, I don't know about you, but I don't pay attention to what mile marker I'm at. And if I'm between mile markers, I'm not going to know what what I got. But if it's a tenth of a mile, then there's a pretty good chance you're close. So they came up with this system to help emergency responders and tow trucks and, you know, whoever, which was great. And then they standardized it on the interstate highways by saying we're going to start at the state line in the south if it's a north-south road. And we're going to go from zero all the way to the next state line from the south to the north. Oh, that's when it changes. Yeah, it changes at the exactly at the state line, and that avoids 
what you were talking about, like mile 8 million, where, you know, you don't want to have like a five-digit mile marker because it's harder to remember right. and the sign has to be bigger and stuff. So by chopping it up into state increments, they make the signs a little easier. Again, question answered. Well done. You're back on your game. Jules, want to throw something at him? Over on TikTok University, um, as some people call it, uh, there are a lot of trends going around. And right now we've got... You all right? That's okay. Um, We've got bare minimum Mondays. We've got coffee badging. uh, And now act your wage is the latest message that they're saying, and we're not recommending that you do this, but you push back against your employer by acting your wage. Whatever it is you're getting paid, you act accordingly. Uh, I would like to know what you think of this trend. Okay, first of all, what is what is the word for the opposite of a university? Like, if it if a university gives you knowledge, what is something that takes knowledge away from you called? TikTok. And that's yeah, what I, my good first answer. Video. Oh, he's on the board. <laughs> I missed that giggle. Okay. Oh, so funny. Yes, I, the phrase TikTok university just strikes me as an oxymoron. But, uh, but did you know, like, Gen Z people, they don't search on Google anymore. They search on TikTok when they need It's terrifying. It, it can be. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Come okay. on, pull it together. Uh, TikTok. <laughs> Are you being tickled right now by someone? No, it's just such, such a... Uh, Okay, what was what was your first job, Julie? Like, remember back when you were a teenager? Oh, yeah, what was you know, your first? My first job was on Wednesday nights. I worked at Modern Fitness Tanning yeah, Salon. Let's go! And people oh, yeah. said, "I forgot my goggles," and I said, "That's no problem. Just head on in there and get your tan on." And now there are a lot of blind people here in St. Louis. <laughs> Statue of limitations. But that was it. Yeah, statute of limitations. That was my first job, other than babysitting. Why asketh you? Why? Because my first job, when, like, at age 16, my, uh, a friend of mine got me a job in an apartment complex as a gopher during construction. So I'm on a construction site. It's a huge apartment complex they're building, and they need people to just do the the crappy cleanup work or the odd jobs that no one else wants to do. So they have a crew of us, like six of us, and it could be go into this building and we need you to pick up all the drywall scraps from you know them just putting up the drywall. And there's 3,000 pounds of drywall scraps in there, and you go pick them all up. Or go dig this trench and line it with gravel so that it's ready for concrete or, you know, that kind of stuff. But I'm in Atlanta, and it's the summer, and I'm 16, and everybody else on that crew was, like, 40 and up. And they had probably, you know, this was their, uh, I failed at life, 
and this is the job I got kind of thing. Like they they might have gotten shout out, out to all the construction workers yeah. listening. <laughs> no, this on, I'm just saying on this crew that was the complexion of the crew. It was mostly older guys who mostly had just gotten out of prison or something, and this was the job they could get. Right, because they weren't going to be the maitre d in a restaurant, and they weren't going to be a nurse, or you know, they just this is what okay. okay. So, there's all these 40 year old guys, and then there's this 16 year old whippersnapper. And I come on the job, and they say, Clean out all the drywall, and I'm yippee, like you know, like a little tornado. Okay, let's pick up all the drywall and do it as fast as we possibly can. And after about but like this is the first day on the job and we're talking the first half hour on the job and the five guys sit me down and they say, look, buddy, you're making us all look bad. You have got to slow down and you've got to be calm because first of all, it's the summer and you're going to overheat and kill yourself. And second, uh, we don't want to look bad. And, and that was this, we're talking 50 years ago. That was act your wage, right? We're, that's exactly what it was was we're here we're getting paid minimum wage to do you know pretty junky stuff and we aren't we'll do it but we aren't going to do it at high speed and we aren't going to be perfect we're not going to be efficient we're gonna, right we are we're going to take a lot of breaks so we don't dehydrate ourselves and blah 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 and that was that's the essence of act your wage uh is you know kind of fit yourself appropriately into the the role you've been given. You know, I, I would be worried, though, Marshall. If I started to act my wage, I would act my way out of a job. He'd be here like would, 10 minutes. Yeah, I'd be on the unemployment line. I mean, I think... It can, you know, it's not the thing to do. Right. I mean, don't don't you want to overachieve? That way they go, wow, I bet I should pay that person We're going to reward you. They're working so, so hard. <laughs> yeah, well... He giggles at That's it. how it works in an office environment especially in a competitive, you know, backstabbing office environment where <laughs> you, uh, you know, the opposite of act your wage is, uh, is what you're talking about. Outcompete everybody, make yourself look better than everybody else so that you, you know, when a slot opens up at the next level, they're going to pick the, the, you know, the most, the most efficient, the most active, the most excited person. Are you still oh, hanging out? Hey, are you still hanging out with convicts? <laughs> you know, those were some of the nicest people. <laughs> Just they, curious. They were, they were, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? They were a bit crude or crass. Like they told Understandable a lot of Understandable completely. Can we bounce one more <laughs> off you, Marsh? Are we going to talk about nail slugging? I would if I knew what it was. Well, yeah, this is from Julie Buck. It might come from TikTok you, but Julie, what is nail slugging? Nails. I don't know. Ask Marshall Brain. Well, he knows it all. I know. Ask him. I know. Okay, well, it starts. Right. I mean, if I do it, then I'm we're, we're asking him a redundant question. Okay. Um, it also okay. comes from TikTok University. And it... Ah, <laughs> oh, we were so close. Okay. Well, you want me to tell him, Marshall, or can you explain what nail slugging is? Well, first of all, you have to ask, what? where does the word slugging come from, right? Hmm. Because that is a rather bizarre word to use. As we're, we're talking about the realm of 
beauty regimes, right? Like yes. things mostly women do for skincare. And the word slugging uh, came around in terms of facial skincare because supposedly the process leaves this sheen on your face that looks like the trail left by a slug. That's sexy. No way. That is sexy. That's not what I thought it was. No, it makes no sense, but that's where the word (laughs) slugging comes from. You're essentially having a face that looks like (laughs) slug slime uh, after your process. But it's really pretty simple. On your face, it's you... You have your preferred moisturizing cream that you apply before you go to bed. So you put that all over your face. And then you put a top coat of Vaseline or, you know, some kind of petroleum jelly-like product. To lock it in. Over, right, to lock it. That's exactly right. To And then it, it, your skin, the moisture can't evaporate back out, and the product stays there. And is it rubbed off, you know, or anything like that? That and your face looks like it's been hit with slug slime, and that's what. So that's what face slugging is. So nail slugging, you would apply a hand cream. Uh, you know, like if I were a hand model and I was going to bed, I would apply a hand cream, and then I'd apply a cuticle cream, and then I would apply the the Slugs. petroleum jelly. <laughs> and then put socks or gloves over your hands. Yes. And then exactly. go to bed. So would it be is easier that... to just embalm someone? And is that what you've done with your nails here, Julie? Did you no. slug your nails? I've, no. I know, but oh, I like I the, especially with the extreme temperatures, it's going to get real dry with the exactly. heat turned, turned up. And if you, you know, want to look refreshed, I mean, you know, you might not get a date that night, but the next day you're going to look pretty good. <laughs> We can't even count the number of invaluable tips we've passed along on this broadcast today. Marshall, thank you so much. And next week, I want to hear the construction story again. Uh, take care of yourself, and uh, we'll right. see you in a week. Okay, Bye, Marshall. Stay, right, buddy. stay on Go the mend. <laughs> that was cold. Oh, that was cold. That was so cold. Yeah, it was roundabout, kind of. Wasn't direct. I didn't give it the. <laughs> yeah. I on that way, and I didn't. I think he's recovering from something, and he probably is on some sort of painkiller, pharmaceuticals, and he just didn't realize that that story went on a little bit too. Long. You know how many years of my career that's what I was doing. Yeah, we were sitting here arguing with you, and and uh, thought there was something wrong with us. And I call it a career. That's pretty funny. Um. This makes me sad. There's things that I see that take me back to my childhood that I love, especially candy, you know, like the sugar babies. Oh, I know what you're going to say, and I am with you. I The news broke mm-hmm. that, for some reason, the Ferrara Candy Company has announced they're going to stop making fruit stripe gum. The smell of it was just yeah. like heaven on and earth. I haven't bought it in a long time, but I remember loving it. I was a big, just the marketing of it was well, fantastic. Well, I, I, I think you hit upon it just now with what you've said. 
I, I wasn't listening to me. You what said, I, 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 I wonder why they're getting rid of it. And then you say, I haven't bought it in a long time. Yeah. Well, it's, so there regular go. gum is so bad for your teeth. I don't think people are running out buying bazooka either. If they made like a sugar-free fruit stripe, they're going away if you I think it would it. hit home, maybe. I no? used to eat it when I picked up drywall. <laughs> With the prisoners. Exactly. There's a captain in the wings. We'll uh, have a chat in mere moments, but a word or two or three about the Delmar Gardens family, and it makes it easy in a sense for me, but difficult in a sense, because whatever I tell you about, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about all of the things that I'm not able to tell you about. But on the website... They got it all. If you go to DelmarGardens.com, you can see each of the facilities they have. The amenities are there. The people that are there. Med resources where you can get medical supplies to buy and or rent. You can have orthotics built specifically for you. They've got home services. They've got hospice assistance. See, there isn't time. So just go to DelmarGardens.com and see how they can make your life easier. All right. As uh, Captain Paul asked us earlier, we're all getting ready for the deep freeze here in the St. Louis area. But for right now, let's see how to get home. If you're lucky enough to go home this early, here's Captain Paul with the traffic report. Okay, thank you, Julie. A two-vehicle crash on eastbound 70 past Natural Bridge is blocking the right lane. There's a stalled car on the shoulder on 64 West at the Hanley exit and another another stalled vehicle on westbound 44 past 141 with the right lane closed. From the KTRS Traffic Center, I'm Captain Paul Kopsky on the Big 550 KTRS. Well, Captain, what's new with you? Not much. Just uh, like Julie said, preparing for the deep freeze and uh, hoping my car starts. How does one prepare for such a thing? I don't know. I think uh, getting the long underwear ready. Uh. Going to the grocery store? <laughs> Maybe like doing laundry? <laughs> getting it I ready. would think food and water and yeah, flashlights go, and blankets. Ready. Going to Schnooks and getting uh, bread and milk. Why, when this topic came up, did I have a vision in my head of somebody saying, be sure to plug your car in the night before. This was before electric cars. What would you have plugged in? Where did that come from? Could there be Anybody some know? car warmer, engine warmer that you can hook up? I, I guess. Just had a dream, uh, I think. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. But uh, glad you're here now and just glad you're here in general because, you know, you could have not been here. That's we right. just found out. You had a near-death experience? Yeah. I was talking about going to the doctor the other day, and I said, how much water should we drink a day? And she turned around and said, two Stanley's worth. And I was like, because everything now is in Stanley cup Stanley? mode. Those Stanley. Oh, yeah. The Flat ones Stanley's. with the handle. Now the cups. And when I said that, you said you you can overdose on too much water. That's right. In uh, July of 2017, I went on a float trip on the Merrimack River. It was 108 degrees, the high Ooh. that day. So I thought I had trouble with the sun a few days earlier at a golf tournament. I got kind of like heat exhaustion, so I was prone to something more. And then so I tried to fend off uh, dehydration, and I drank too much water. 16 bottles of water, I think. I ended up with low sodium, uh, which caused confusion and uh, put me in the Sullivan Hospital for a night. 
Really? And the doctor said that it could have been... Uh, Too much water. Could have been fatal. Mm. Wow. Sorry to hear that. Maybe you were more uh, sensitive to it with the heat exposure the day before. I think so. That's what they say. If you get heat stroke or heat exhaustion... I've heard to take You're a salt to tablet, too. Have you heard that yeah. before? Um, I would have been better off drinking beer. <laughs> Probably did that, too. Oh, because it's got, like, it, it, it'll hold water, too. And yeah. It won't Isn't that the law on a flow trip? <laughs> that you have to Always drink have beer? have an extra inner tube that holds the cooler. That's right. Yeah. I don't think I've floated since high school, but kind of remember. You ever, have you ever floated? I mean, really? Yes, it was horrible. Like <laughs> Current horrible. River or the Who's Why was it horrible? Why was it horrible? Because it was outside and bugs and things and rocks and uncomfortableness. and Isn't it ugh. relaxing? No. We took all three kids and we drove to God knows where and got on this raft thing. Did anyone it in this room really believe that Julie was going to say, yes, I love it. We go floating <laughs> every weekend. When we were first married, we also went with no kids. And he's like, you're going to love this. This will be great. We've got the day off. It was like Memorial Day weekend. And I, we got there, and I'm like, I went way out of my way to make our bed, like, really comfortable and puffy and nice. And, like, why are we in the woods with no bathroom? <laughs> I don't understand this. It why just, are we in the woods? <laughs> well, and then the next day we were supposed to go floating. And he's like, just forget it. And we drove home. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, isn't wow. this better? We're just, we're better. I know. I'm a lot. I get it. Did I understand. Camp? No, I slept in the back of the car. And God. he drove me to the bathroom every time I had to go <laughs> at a campground where I thought I was going to be murdered. I used but to the- sleep out on a chaise lounge under the stars next to the campfire. I did it for years. Yeah. At, down by the current river. See, but you might be a, some, one of those people that you just can wish yourself to go to sleep in two seconds. Most men are like that. A lot of women are not. Did you just say that you you camped, you slept outside for years? Yeah, like was this all the time, or just on camping trips? Not like you know, three hundred sixty-five days or anything. Do you have trouble like getting a lease for a a condo? Do you need a co-signer? Max will sign it. We were at a campsite. Where'd you keep your stuff? Some of the people had a camper, you know, like one of those pop-up campers and a tent or tents. And I'm like, I I don't like to be claustrophobic, you know, like that. So, I don't like to be eaten alive by mosquitoes. But. I'm lucky I didn't get attacked by something. Mm-hmm. A big old bar, a Missouri bar. Could have uh, happened. I, I loved it back in the day. And before I'd go camping, uh, go floating, we'd watch Deliverance just to get us all excited. <laughs> Hold about on. It. You do not, you would not like camping. I do, I do not believe <laughs> I that for I, one. I used it all in the past tense. Okay, but not now. You would, there's no chance that if you were given. Here, you can stay at the Ritz-Carlton, or you can stay in a tent. No-brainer. No-brainer. I know exactly where you'd go. Last time I remember camping, we got to the campsite at night, so I had to set it up at night so I couldn't see. And it was a new tent that I didn't know how to build, so I did the best I can. And it was kind of raining, and we got in there and Well, the Bradys went camping, and they almost died. But here's the skinny. In the morning, we get up. And other campers are driving by and stopping to take a picture of our tent because it looked like a schnook's bag blowing down the side of the highway. So it, it wasn't well built, eh? No, no. I and I was a Cub Scout at one point. You huh. know, rain can be a problem on a on a camping trip as well. Yeah. 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 
but not at the Ritz. Not no. at the Ritz. Well, Captain, glad you're still with us. Yeah, me too. I, su- right. I survived the near-death experience. and Makes me happy. Yeah. Makes me and happy. And I'm here to do traffic. 237. You did that already, didn't yeah, you? Did. Yeah, he oh, did. Yeah, that's right. Um, Ann Flaherty's going to join us from ABC, uh, Senate committee working on something that's not Provel cheese. Uh, a little more significant. We'll get to that coming up in a few. Hang on. Welcome back. Uh, tomorrow we'll be in the studio, and we'll have a little know the show for you, among other things. And Ruby Lee, runner-up on The Voice. I can't believe it. From our fair city. I th- is she going to be on the phone, or is she coming in? On the phone. So, I don't know if she can give me a yodeling lesson on the phone. Maybe. Give it a try. You never know. I'm looking yeah, at, give it a try. I'm looking online right now at Triad Bank, and of course they get five stars with their reviews, because people in St. Louis... Know where to bank. They are your neighborhood friendly bank. You mean where to put their money? Money. Whether it's actual physical money or maybe you're starting a business and this is your your year. 2024 is the year to get things off the ground and get going. And other places have said, mm, I don't know about that. Jim Regna and his team might have a different answer for you. One that you will like much better. So before you give up on your dreams, I would definitely go to Triad Bank. And just for your day-to-day banking, if you want friendly service and who doesn't and people that you know and trust, then I would go to Triad Bank with two locations, one at Clayton and Lindbergh and one right next to Genovese Jewelers on Olive, just west of 270, triadbanking.com. All righty. We're going to check in with Ann Flaherty on Capitol Hill in a bit. Realize we've gone the whole show, and I haven't mentioned a Guinness Book of World's Records. How uh, is that possible? So there's a woman in Ontario who has an unusual talent. So she used it, and she got in the book. Congratulations to Lulu Lotus. Of the St. Louis Lotuses? No, Ontario. Oh. She learned to whistle using her nose. And she earned the record for the loudest nose whistle in the world. Probably as a deviated septum, if I'm going to guess. Yeah, or a cocaine habit. She she blew a 44.1 decibel whistle. That's really loud. Mm. I think her sneeze would make somebody deaf. But it gets her in the books. She goes down in history and there was no talk of Guinness, but I thought there should be. Um, I want to say it was somewhere in Africa, but 71-year-old woman this week gave birth to twins Ooh. via C-section. 71. Oh. Ow. <laughs> well, That's then you got to raise them. Well, I don't think she's going to be around to raise them. Very long. Well, you got the hard part done, maybe. Yeah. I'm just trying to be positive here. I'd rather not picture that. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, But, yeah, that was surprising to me. So, what's the cutoff? Like 40, they say, for women after 40. Why do you look at me? It gets, (laughs) no, because you're a woman, I thought you might know. Right. Well, I, I think that a geriatric pregnancy... They used to say after 35 that you would be under extra watch. And I know that seems really young, but I guess 
you know, the odds of things going wrong go up as we age. So there's a reason why, I guess, why people have babies when they're younger. But you got Mick Jagger and Robert De Niro. And well, for the men, it's a different yeah, they're game. Not, it does, birth. doesn't seem like there's any change for them. No. And, and Remember when Tony... Probably very young. Right. Exactly. Remember when Tony Randall had a kid at like 87? He went on a Letterman show and talked about it. Yeah. yeah. But his wife was not 80. No, his wife was like 23, right. which is in and of itself very interesting. Well, that's, that sounds like an Stay odd couple. Stay at home couple. girlfriend. There you go. That sounds like an odd couple. Oh, my God. That's, oh, sorry. Just throw it out there. Um, look soon on our website, ktrs.com, because we're getting serious about this. Our conversation with uh, state rep Adam Schwandron, who's trying to pass a bill, the Missouri House, to make Provel cheese the official cheese of the state. And we're going to help. So we are tracking down who to send our letters of support to. So up on the website, on the Carney Show page, we will uh, make it easy for you. And uh, we get off the air. I'll draft a note and we'll give you the address so you can... Uh, Alert your congressman and say, I want this melty, gooey cheese to be mine for my state. On the Missouri, uh, what am I going to say? On the Michael's Bath text <laughs> line, I know a woman who is healthy and who had a, an easy twin pregnancy at 46 from the 314. Wow. Well, I mean, I would imagine 70. that would be maybe IVF or something like that. I, I don't know. Yeah, and and she had a C-section at seventy, and the babies are fine, and everybody went. But on. that wasn't probably a natural. It was probably through IVF that she got that she conceived. If she's seventy something years Again, old, again, I don't really don't want to picture that. I'm not asking you to picture it. I'm just thinking that would seem impossible at the age of seventy something, without scientific help. Indeed, do you know on this date in 1964? <laughs> The Surgeon General finally said, you know, smoking might hurt you. What? It was on this date? Yes. We've been watching Mad Men and my lungs hurt after after like two or three episodes. But listen how sneaky it was. They they released the report that showed that there was a link to cancer intentionally on a Saturday to limit the effects on society that the stock market would drop and everybody would lose their minds. So that's why they did that. And 1964. So 60 years ago, they said, you know, this could hurt you. And there's still people smoking. Right. The hint. And vaping, we don't know. We we don't know. Could be gonna... worse is what they're saying. Yeah, that makes, that scares me a little bit. But fortunately, I, I don't do either anymore um we gotta get him in and in here all right let's get him in and in here car show for a few more minutes uh this fall something to look forward to if you like to read a memoir that lisa marie presley had been working on for a while uh, and even at the time of her death will come out in the fall. There's a story or two there, I'm sure. So that's going to be a bestseller. 
immediately. I'd read that one. I wasn't even an Elvis guy. So Ann Flaherty up on Capitol Hill and uh, the Senate all getting together and debating things, and it doesn't involve presidential candidates or presidential sons. It's dealing with the problem with fentanyl. But part of my question here, Ann, is the Senate committee that's been designated to deal with this is the Banking, Housing, and Urban Urban Affairs Committee. Huh? <laughs> that, well, that's a great question. And I, I think what the Congress is trying to get at, and, and you hit on the mark, that this is actually a bipartisan effort. You know, everybody seems to be on board with trying to find a solution to this. But it, where are these drugs coming from and who's paying to put them out in the market? Um, how are, are they money laundering? All these questions that these lawmakers have. Um, and, you know, the, the Senate Banking Committee, what they want to do is go after many of these manufacturers who are located in China. They're, they're not even in the United States. So that is why the Senate Banking was getting involved in that today. Well, and then there's the whole conversation of, of fentanyl coming across the border uh, illegally versus people coming over and using the legal route that that is just we're just asking for it with people walking in. Uh, with anything in their pocket from one country to another like that with no tracking or anything like that. I mean, that's got to be part of this conversation as well. But what we learned today in listening to this hearing is that it's actually China is the main source. It's it's not Mexico um, for these sort of chemical drugs that produce um, these fentanyl drugs that are so dangerous. And, you know, the reason why as a parent, this is such a shocking um, and scary sort of crisis in this country is that fentanyl is being added to these counterfeit pills. And, and, you know, every parent should know that um, and be talking to their kids about the idea that they might think that they're getting a drug that looks like, um, you know, Xanax or something, which they say, oh, well, that's, you know, that's prescribed. It's it's a good, it's not going to kill me. But these drug dealers are making drugs that are counterfeit. Are they ordered online or how, how are they getting into the hands of young people? You know, it was interesting. They were talking at the hearing about a a chat app called WeChat. But a lot of these drug dealers are actually sourcing it from China. They're getting it mailed into the United States, which is very difficult to to stop that at the border. Um, And then they're distributing it. Um, You know, in the case, one of the people who testified today was Jelly Roll. This is the rapper he's now gotten into country. Um, He was talking about trying to make these drugs in his kitchen. He was at one point a drug dealer. He ended up in jail before he turned his life around um, and is now fighting this fentanyl crisis. He says that he has you know, buried more people than he cares to think about. And that, you know, he, he pulled the statistic that every single day, 190 people die from an overdose. That's about the same number of people that you would see in a plane. Huh. You know, and it seems like it is so prevalent in so many different places that this is something that can be made at home, like Jelly Roll was doing too. So why is China the big player if you can make it in your basement? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there are multiple sources of these illegal drugs, but I think certainly um, China is sort of the big player here in that, you know, that's the where the big business is from. And so what the senators say they want to do is have these new economic sanctions. You know, Jelly Roll may have been a troublemaker, but he wasn't uh, a manufacturing facility in China. So what the, these lawmakers are talking about doing is it's called the Fend Off Fentanyl Act, is that they want to make it so that the U.S. can actually apply sanctions 
to these people involved with these countries. You know, I do think it's just a reality check here. It's a little bit of a, of a game of cat and mouse. Lawmakers are trying to show that they're working on a problem. It's extraordinarily difficult. You know, it, we've seen sanctions on other issues within, within the United States that really don't do a lot. We've been, you know, imposing sanctions against people in Iran for years, um, and it can cause a lot of economic pain. But sometimes it, it, it's not enough to actually turn the tide. And, and I really do think that but even just talking about it today, like what we're doing now, can sometimes do more to help to make people aware that, oh, by the way, these pills are not legitimate. And you have to be questioning what you're taking. We already have an incredibly tense relationship with China. I can't believe that this is helping. Yeah, I I mean, I I think certainly not. And I don't think that China talks about it a whole lot. But, you know, this certainly is an issue that we should be talking about more. And that's what Jelly Roll was saying was that, you know, if we had a plane crash with 190 people dying every day, it's the only thing that we would be talking about. But we seem to have accepted this idea that these overdoses are so widespread um, and, and really, you know, a result of a lot of people trying to medicate themselves. It's not always that they're drug addicts because right. they've, you know, they, they've gone down the wrong path. A lot of it is, you know, they hurt their back and they they want relief. And it's, it's a lack of medical care, too. So it's a very difficult, difficult problem. This is why she's the senior national policy reporter for ABC News. And Flaherty, thanks for the time. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. What do we do? Do we go? Do we leave it to We've the rest We've got to vacate the, the studio because Josh is coming back today with Heidi. Yeah, I feel sad for him. We set the bar pretty high today. Good luck so. there, Josh. Yeah, good luck, guys. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, and we're going to bribe you with stuff. Max has been plugged into Hollywood for some time. Got some giveaways that he's going to give to you. We're going to play a little Know the Show. Things are happening, as a woman once said. For Julie Bach and Mr. Maximilian Forzi, I'm John Carney. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And be good to you, John.